Hey, volleyball coaches, the new USA Volleyball Coach Academy launches September 1st. Subscribers will have access to engaging interactive modules taught by top coaches from across the country, including national team coaches and staff. From fundamentals to advanced play, all coaching content is based on the USA Volleyball development model to help you coach the whole athlete. USA Volleyball members will have free access to the bronze tier. When you're ready to level up, you can subscribe to the silver or gold tiers. Live online sessions are only available in the gold tier. Watch out for more information on USA Volleyball social media and the USA Volleyball website. And welcome to the USA Volleyball Show. My name is Clarence Hughes, your co-host. Stephen, how are you doing today? Man, I like that new cadence. That was nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was smooth. Man, I was like I listening to, to a go, radio DJ. I tried to go lower, <laughs> but my voice would have cracked. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. I'm great. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Doing good. Hanging in there. It's a uh, you know, time of recording, Tuesday afternoon, Taco Tuesday, you know, That's right. love one of those. That's right. Ooh, I'm craving you're, tacos now. Yeah, yep. You made me crave tacos now, too. You're uh, you're coaching right now or getting ready to start coaching. Is that right? That is correct. So um, we've actually had our first scrimmage. And actually today, the time of recording is our first uh, game down in oh, awesome. uh, Pueblo, Pueblo, Colorado. So got a nice little drive over there uh, down south uh, this afternoon. But yeah, we have our first game today. Awesome. Good luck. How's the how's the squad looking? You know, we're looking uh, there's, there's potential. Uh, it's going to be a season of growth. Uh, this is actually a fun fact. I am uh, the JV head coach and varsity assistant coach this year and then the C's team assistant coach, too. Over is this the same the same team from last year, too? A lot of the same people are there. Correct. OK. Yeah. Nice. So over at uh, Banning Lewis Preparatory Academy. But um yeah, it's funny that this is a, actually the first season in a while that we've actually been able to have three coaches kind of separate from team to team. So, you know, coaching, coaching uh, staff shortages across, oh, that's great. you know, the country, you know, it's been tough out here, but, you know, we finally got, you know, the staff needed here. So happy to move up to high school and happy to carry out the season with the team. So, yeah, very excited. Yeah, that's great to hear you got the all those coaches that can, you know, head the specific squad so you're not. You still have a busy schedule, but it's not as busy as it would have been if you were bouncing around between all the teams, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we could pay attention to detail, too, instead of just, That's kinda, true. Yep. you know, going through motion and stuff at practice. But, yeah, how's the new house coming along? You know, we need, I think we need Man. an update there. Yeah, it's great. Uh, getting my office set up here, uh, podcast desk and everything set up. Uh, uh, finally got internet uh, oh, that's good. Yesterday, so that's great. Got a solid connection. Uh, Three fifty download. Well, 12, <laughs> twelve upload, so solid. I'm flying right now, but yeah, it's coming together slowly. Unpacking. Um, 
organizing everything and we're getting a lot of furniture delivered uh throughout the week so nice. we're getting there we're getting there and uh yeah just excited to to keep chugging along good to hear yeah well uh without further ado let's jump in to the episode right how right now and we'll start with news with hughes well, congratulations to the U.S. Beach National Team athletes and our past guest, Triborn, and his partner, Trevor Crab, on winning back-to-back titles at the AVP Manhattan Beach Open. Shout out to Southern California. <laughs> also, another congratulations to U.S. Beach National Team athletes and future guests of the podcast, question mark, question mark, question mark, <laughs> Kelly Kalinske and Sarah Hughes for winning the Manhattan Beach Cup as well. Any, any relation? Uh, open, there? excuse me. <clears throat> Manhattan Beach Open, excuse me there. Uh, what was that, Stephen? Any relation there? Uh, is a family member, uh, Sarah Hughes? Uh, distant cousin. <laughs> distant, distant cousin, okay. Way, way distant cousin. Um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, but on to the next one. Also coming up, we have the U.S. men's national team currently competing in the 2022 FIVB Men's World Championship in Katowice, Poland through September 11th. Stay tuned at usavolleyball.org and USA Volleyball social media. Uh, love that social media team that uh, that uh, USA Volleyball has there. Shout out to that team. Uh, for updates and schedules, uh, you can watch also live on volleyballworld.tv. That is volleyballworld.tv. And also find updates on usavolleyball.org. Also, big announcement starting tomorrow, September 1st, is the start of the new 2023 USA Volleyball membership season. With the USA Volleyball membership, you get access to play in all USA Volleyball sanctioned competitions, free access to the NTDP Academy, which also features courses taught by Karsh Karai, Eric Shoji, April Ross, Sydney Satchel, among other national team athletes and coaches, along with many other benefits as well. You can learn more at usavolleyball.org and be sure to renew your memberships as soon as possible. Awesome to, to see Try and partner Trevor Crab win the Manhattan Beach Open back to back. Uh, I, I saw know. saw their uh, unveiling of last year's um, what is it called? Medallion medal trophy uh, that they put in the Manhattan Pier, the little disc, you know, yeah, you know I, what I'm talking oh about. Gosh, I, I don't I'm know what it's called. It. We're gonna have to circle back on this. Look yeah. at me using the word "circle back." But, but they um, unveiled that. Uh, I think recently too, and then yeah. April April Ross and Alex Kleiman uh, won last year as well, so they were there as well. But that was really mm -hmm. cool, and and to win it again. And we'll have to get clarification if they get another separate disc medallion trophy or if they just add the years on there i'm not actually sure i feel like oh i don't uh, yeah let's 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 clarify we'll circle it. back we're, on we're, that yeah mm -hmm. we might have to do a trip out to manhattan beach just to do some investigation on that absolutely <laughs> mm -hmm. we'll work that into the budget <laughs> <laughs> all right uh on to today's show we are excited to welcome u.s men's national team middle blocker david smith Quick disclaimer for listeners, David is currently in Poland for the FIVB World Championship and having to work with spotty hotel lobby Wi-Fi, maybe some coffee grinders, some blenders. I'm not sure what was going on in that lobby, but uh, our producer, show producer here, Curtis Ward, worked his magic and was able to clean it up. So there is a little background noise. Uh, maybe he cut out a few times, but you can still hear him clearly. And it's a really, really, really great conversation. So hang in there. But let's get right to it. Here's David. 
first off, David, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us. I know you're traveling with the men's team right now, uh, getting ready for Worlds, and you're in Poland. Is that right, right now? That's correct. Correct. Poland. Uh, well, I'll be able to tell we got in last night slash this morning. So, yeah, getting into the swing of it, and I got a few more days to kind of acclimate, and then we start off with Mexico on Friday. Awesome. Well, a question we like to ask all of our guests to kind of kick things off is just um, everyone's path to volleyball is different and unique. And we, we would love to hear about your introduction to volleyball. How were you introduced to volleyball? Um, volleyball, I mean, growing up, I played all sports. Uh, anything I could get my hands on, really, even if it was just kind of pick up, you know, in the streets and driveway. Uh, with kids on the block, whatever I could do. But uh, my primary sport growing up was actually soccer. I started when I was five, and I played all the way through high school. So um, that was kind of my love and my passion for my childhood. Uh, played as much as I could. Uh, played basketball, played track and field, baseball. Did really everything I could. Um, and then volleyball didn't really start for me until high school. Um, I have an older brother who's two years older than me. So when he got into high school, he was a volleyball player. And then um, I got into high school, I started playing soccer. And it was the winter season. And once the winter season, everybody went and did PE. And I was like, I don't want to do PE. So I'll just join the volleyball team, like my brother, in the, in the spring. So that's kind of how it started for me. Uh, kind of like a little off-season thing to stay out of PE in high school. Um, and yeah, even pretty much the majority of high school, uh, soccer was my primary sport. I didn't start playing club until after my junior year. So like the second, seven half, second half of my 17th season for club. Um, but then, you know, uh, I just had, I kept growing. I kept showing a little bit more potential in volleyball than I had in soccer, even though I'd only been playing for a few years and uh, kind of went from there. I I feel like soccer is kind of a common thing, at least for the men's team, the men's national team. I feel like there were several athletes that we've talked to that have played soccer growing up before volleyball. I think Matt Anderson was one of them. Uh, Aaron do you Russell, guys, Aaron Russell, to, uh, yeah. Taylor, Taylor Averill, same deal. Maybe Thomas so. too. I'm not sure. I've seen Thomas like juggling around practice, but I don't know if he's actually yeah. played soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I mean, I'm sure that helps, though, uh, in volleyball, uh, footwork and, and even, you know, every part of the body is in place. So you can use your feet, too, as well, sometimes. Exactly. I think what well, yeah, I thought about it a lot when I got into college, because I had a couple of teammates there who played soccer as well. And I think it's a lot of the biggest carryover for me from soccer to volleyball, which is your footwork and your positioning. And, you know, like obviously in soccer, your feet always have to be available. So you have to be able to always be set, always be dynamic, moving. Volleyball is like a quick game, and you don't get to run that far. So your feet have to be in the right position. You have to make, you know, very quick, very dynamic steps, but they have to be very accurate and they have to be very directional. You don't have time to wait. But I did want to ask: um, uh, Do you have any, you know, influential mentors or people who really helped influence your your journey uh, through volleyball along the way, from you know start to where you up into to where you are now? Um. I mean, I think the obvious one is Chance Burrell. Uh, obviously, I went to Irvine when he was still there. He's the one who recruited me. He's the one who kind of saw the potential that I had while I was still playing club. So I had the opportunity to play for him at UT Irvine. Um, and when national title become an All-American, was one of the first people I ever talked to about the idea of playing professionally. Um, it really hadn't even entered my mind until he brought me in his office one day and asked me what I thought about it. And um, 
maybe I'll play on the beach for fun, but I didn't see it as a career. I didn't see it as a job. Um, he's the one kind of opened that door and, you know, allowed me to see like, hey, there's a whole bunch of guys that are going overseas, making a living, playing volleyball indoor. Um, and then obviously now he's been, he's been involved with the uh, national team program. He was my junior, junior national team coach as well. When I uh, played, you know, junior national team back in 2004, 2005. Uh, assistant coach when I was in London and obviously head coach in Rio and Tokyo. So uh, he definitely had a, a large influence, a lot of direction on my career. Um, but I had a ton of good coaches overseas too. Um, one of the good things you're always, you're not always, but you're changing teams a lot. So you have a lot of different voices. And um, I think one of the cool things about that is if you can pick in the best things from everybody, you know, not every coach is great, but everybody always has one or two things that you can learn. And I think that's really helped been instrumental to my game. As I, the longer I play, just I can just pick the things that work for me, pick the things that help me the most and uh, continue to grow myself personally and kind of create my own unique uh, view and my own unique player that I can you know, bring to the court and you know, help the team win. Um, staying, staying with your background a little bit, talking about your background. Um, I know you've mentioned this. We've talked about this on other USAV platforms, uh, but for a podcast audience who might not know, uh, you were born with mild to severe hearing loss. You wear hearing aids uh, to help you on and off the court. Um, what was that like growing up, uh, especially like getting into sports? Uh, you know, like you mentioned, playing soccer and then eventually getting into volleyball. What was that like? Um, it is a tough question because, I mean, it's the only life I know, you know, it's not like, you know, some right. people, you know, had their hearing and they lost it and they had to kind of go through that adjustment. Like, it's an adjustment, but honestly, it's probably more of an adjustment for the guys that play with me than for me because, you know, I'm always the deaf guy in the room, you know, most people that I play with or, um, you know, I've joined teams with, like, they've never played with, uh. A person with hard of hearing, so or hearing loss, and so um, yeah, it was just kind of understanding who I am, what I can do, what I can't do, coming to terms with that, and then just finding the best possible solution that I can go forward with that. Um, obviously, when I was young, that was tough because I didn't have the experience I have. I didn't. I was still learning about myself. I was still learning about the dynamic between. Um, what I couldn't hear and how that affected me on the field, on the court, and how it affected my teammates. So there was, you know, just growth. And there was obviously hard times and good times. Um, but I think for the most part, especially the older I've got and the the more established I've shown myself to be on the volleyball court, people like they know I can play. They know I can be an asset. They know I can be a great teammate. Just we got to figure out, you know, what what worked best for us. Um, John obviously created David Smith rule when we were in college that you know, the biggest thing is if the ball is up in the air and I call for it, like nobody can call me off because uh, I'm not going to be able to hear you, especially in a loud, noisy gym. Those are the uh, noisy environments are the most difficult for me. Um, if we're talking one-on-one, face-to-face, it, I can lip read and I can get a buy pretty well. But once once it's a noisy environment, whether it's a, a gym or even like a restaurant or a big crowd, you know, in a fair or wherever we might be, um, it's, it's tough for me to hear the background noises and stuff. So just, you know, understanding that at the end of the day, it's just about making good volleyball plays, putting myself and putting my team in the best position to win. And so that's what I've always tried to do. And 
you know, obviously I'm going to make mistakes sometimes. I'm going to not hear someone and we're going to crash into each other and it's going to be frustrating, but uh, it's just one point, you know, we got to learn from it, move on and do the best we can from there. And I do my best to kind of like almost make up for those points in other ways, you know, so if I have to take the ball because I'm not going to hear someone else call it off, like I'm, I'm going to be the best setter in the gym, you know, I'm going to be the best player to take that ball and set it up for a teammate to get a kill. You know, if I had subpar ball control, like I think that would be a bigger issue, but you know, I've understood like, like okay, I'm not going to hear someone calling me off. So I have to take the ball, but if I'm going to take the ball, like at least give my team a fighting chance to get that point. I was going to ask you about, the David Smith rule. Cause I couldn't remember yeah. if you had told yeah. me that, or if I heard it from John or through the grapevine somewhere. And I didn't know if, if I just made it up or if it was real, but uh, thank you for confirming that. That's, that's awesome. That's a very real thing. <laughs> John loves to bring it up every year. I mean, cause that's one of the fun things about the national team. We're always bringing in young guys and guys I've never played right. with before, guys that don't know me. And maybe they know of me, but um, it's a different thing when you get on the same court as someone who can't hear you. Um, you know, sometimes they probably think I'm a little bit aloof because I don't respond to them when they're asking me a question behind my back. <laughs> but literally because I just can't hear you. So I think most of the guys are really understanding. Most of the guys are very actually eager and um, very curious to understand like how we can communicate best and what we can do to, you know, make sure that, you know, that doesn't happen on an ongoing basis. Yeah. And, and speaking of your, your team, um, you guys just made an amazing run, uh, you know, this past VNL, uh, taking home a silver medal, which is, you know, incredible. You guys are firing on all cylinders throughout that whole, whole tournament there. Um, but how important is is that, you know, getting that silver medal, competing at that high level, uh, with that being the first time with having the amount of veterans on the team that you've had in, in, in quite a while? How, how important was that? Um, I mean, I think, yeah, it was a, definitely a very good morale booster and a good indicator of what our potential could be. Um, you know, I don't think we had super high hopes for this BNL this year because we had a couple guys that needed some time off to get their bodies right. And um, we had a lot of young guys come in and it's, it's a big jump from, uh, you know, collegiate to to international level. I mean, the guys are all obviously super talented and we're very lucky to have them in the gym, but it is a jump and some guys adapt well, some guys need a little more time and um, you never really know until we roll them out on the court and see what happen so um obviously we went 4-0 that first week in brazil that was a big surprise we have some tough 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 teams down there so the yeah. younger guys coming in um yeah i mean just you never know you know obviously the guys are talented you know we're bringing them into the gym for a reason but um you never know how they can do internationally until you roll them out on the court and kind of trial by fire so we had a lot of guys step up like i played some great volleyball um buy into the system and um, so, yeah, that was, that was a super positive kind of way to start BNL this summer. And then, you know, as we slowly brought the bets back, kind of integrating them back into the system, it was, um, yeah, I mean, I think at that point it was like, okay, like we can, we can make a, a run in the playoffs. You know, this year was a different format than your path where it was a, a final eight single elimination. And really it just comes down to who played better that night. You know, and one guy lights on fire and not much you can do about it. So uh, we just want to give ourselves a chance to see what we can do. 
and uh, I think we, we did a great job. You know, obviously, it's a bummer to lose that last match in the gold medal match against France, but I was really proud of how we fought. And, uh, you know, as a tournament as a whole, I think we had a lot of good things coming out of it. You know, we have a lot of things that we can look forward to going into the World Championships here. Are there any, you know, younger, the new newer players that, you know, you mentioned did step up uh, to the plate that you want to maybe talk about or highlight and just kind of recognize? Um, yeah, I mean, I think the first week, uh, I mean, we had a couple guys that been in the gym but never really got the opportunity to uh, take over, um, you know, starting lineup and carry the team. So I think Kyle Dago, Dagatino did a great job that first week. Um, I was the game, Eric Soki, who we caught. Eric's obviously been our, our bedrock for, at, like, service team and defense for, I don't know, eight, nine years now. So um, it was it was interesting to see someone else get that spot. And I think Kyle did a great job. He worked hard. He studied hard. He was uh, a really good job of communicating. So that was really cool to see that for a weekend. And, um, and then Jay Kane played great against Brazil. Tyler Mitchell did a fantastic job. It's supposed to be their first kind of international, international debuts for Jay Kane, but I don't know, this first kind of extended time on the court where he had to carry the team. And uh, they both played fearlessly and they both played great and they did, did an awesome job for us. So that was that was a lot of fun. And then obviously we're continuing to see TJ and uh, Kyle Anthony grow. Obviously they had a couple of years professionally overseas and traveled to us for a while. But um, those are kind of the younger vets on this team. So they've been around you know, as a team for a bit. But to see them kind of carry the team for extended periods of time like they did was, uh, I mean, they both improved significantly since they've come out of college only like three years ago. So that was really good to see Josh, same thing. Um, he, had a, he had a tough year overseas. We played against each other here in Poland, but I thought he did a fantastic job running the offense for two weeks. So um, it's, it's been fun to watch. Awesome. Uh, staying on BNL. Uh, wanted to ask you about uh, you guys. Obviously, got the silver medal. You earned best middle blocker uh, honors uh, for the BNL Dream Team. What does an award like that mean to you personally? For your, you know, as you continue to get better year after year, what does that mean to you to earn that award? Um, that was pretty pretty cool for me because I think that was the first time that I've gotten an end award at a, like a major tournament so um yeah i mean like obviously i've been trying to you know i've been you know with the team and i've been playing a lot all the years but kind of you know, have a tournament where to play you know be recognized for that um i think a lot of people you know came up and complimented me and just said you know like it's a long time coming <laughs> and it has been but um <laughs> I, do, I do i do appreciate the sentiment and i do appreciate the acknowledgement that obviously i, I continue to improve and develop my game and but i continue to play at a high level and it might not be common but for me like that's kind of the tra trajectory of my career and i'm kind of embracing it right now and seeing where we can go from here well congratulations on that and, and definitely i agree a long time coming but excited for you to get that recognition mm -hmm. thank you so heading into you know the world championships uh you know pretty soon uh what takeaways do you want to apply from vnl going into going into it uh you know it could be team-wise individually just overall um that was a pretty good question because we actually kind of addressed that as a team a few days ago. Um, and it's kind of like 
being able to look at PNL and see obviously it's a very different not very different but it's a different group and it's a different vibe with this team that it has been in the past and just the way that different ways that we can win um i think before we relied you know a lot on our serve block and then just being efficient inside out and i think um javier weber come in helped us out a lot on our defensive systems and i think we can trust our defense a little bit more than we have in the past um we and there was a, a chart that the staff brought up just kind of showing like uh, different ways or different kind of stats that showed uh, and there was a very common trend you know in the last quad of, like these games that we won like we were able to do these after these parts of the game well and when we those things weren't clicking like we struggled a lot more and I think this year we've actually found ways to win and obviously we still have that strength you know we're still a good serving team we're still a very efficient side out team but um, we found other ways to win, you know, when I serve, or maybe not bombing like they normally do. Um, we've been able to, you know, scoop balls and run balls and, uh, and counterattack and transition and be able to score points that way. And I think that gives us, it makes us tougher to beat and it gives us kind of a little bit of buffer, you know, like you don't have to be great at this one aspect of the game all the time. Like you can find a lot of different ways to win. And that's, um, that gives us a lot of confidence, I think. Switching gears here a little bit, David, wanted to talk to you about family. I know family is really important to you. Uh, you've gotten, you've actually gotten to travel um, with your family. Uh, they've come with you overseas uh, during some of your seasons. Um, yep. How is it? How is it having your family with you? Does it help you uh, in your, how has it helped you in your career and your personal life? Yeah, I mean, I think having them overseas for me is probably one of the biggest things that kind of contributes to my longevity. Um, just having a way to just connect from volleyball. Obviously, I love volleyball. Obviously, I've been playing for a long time and I'm good and I enjoy diving into it every day. But there are times, I think, with anything in life, dude, you just need a balance. Um, they've been a huge, and I'm not counterweight, but they've been a huge way for me to balance um, living overseas, you know, having other people to talk to. Uh, having people who really not they care about volleyball, but they, if, if volleyball was gone tomorrow, like there would still people be people who talk to me, you know, there'll be people um, who would be involved in my life. You know, obviously I've had a lot of great teammates and I made a lot of good friends in volleyball over here, but the vast majority of the guys, like it's like, we're not playing on the same team anymore. It's like, I don't really talk to them ever again. You know, it's not because I don't like them. It's just because, you know, our lives just aren't on the same path anymore. So being able to have, you know, my people with me all the time, it's been really cool. You know, it's kind of one of the harder things about playing with the national team is that they don't, my family doesn't get to travel with me, you know, in, in these tournaments and stuff like that. You know, I'm like, uh, today, for example, with my son's first day of school in fourth grade. So, you know, I have to miss that. And that, that's obviously hard. But, um, but yeah, they're troopers. I mean, I, I just am continuing to be blown away by uh, my son is, you know, he's starting fourth grade in California right now. And then in five weeks, I want to pluck him out of school and bring him over to Poland with me uh, for the season. And he's going to go right back into his little public Polish wow. school here awesome. where I, I like nobody in the school speaks English. So he's the only one in our family that speaks Polish and he speaks fluently. So he's my little translator oh, wow. over here. Wow. No, yeah, he, he's a rock star. 
uh, it's like a cool kid. And then I got my daughter the same thing. Like she, she's only three and a half now. So she's not, you know, I mean, but she's in a, you know, kindergarten and a little preschool here. So um, it's been really cool to, to see them kind of discover this life. And, you know, obviously my wife and I try to support them as much as we can, but neither of us speak Polish. So, um, so they're, they're really on their own and it would just, I think it really became apparent to me when uh, when they came with me, you know, that's 2020 and 2021 season where COVID was everywhere. And so they were doing virtual learning. So we had our son in the room with a laptop with his Polish class. And my wife and I could do absolutely nothing else. So uh, he did a great job. He's super enthusiastic and he's excited about it. Um, but yeah, he just kind of embraced it. Like he's super obviously into my volleyball career. But um, I think it's been a really cool, really cool opportunity for him. Um, and he's done a great job at it. Kind of a nice out for you as a parent uh, that you're not able to help him with that homework. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there are times we're trying to use some sketchy Google Translate to figure out what's going on, but most of the time I'm like, "You got to go ask your teacher because I cannot help you with this." That's awesome. That's so fun. What is what does fatherhood mean to you, being a dad? Um, and then also, I know there's a lot of newer dads on the team but have you given um given uh, some of your teammates any advice on being a dad um yeah i think i think fatherhood just dominate i mean i think with everybody it just teaches you so many things obviously they're in your life and you're teaching them about life but they teach you just as much so you're going the other way and, um, definitely taught me patience it definitely taught me um to enjoy the small thing and i think one of the biggest things just meaning and like the, the value of just having that unconditional love you know like you know we all struggle we all go through moments but um you know we're a family and we stick together and we support each other um even when even when we don't know the language um <laughs> so it, it definitely kind of i think heightens some some different you know salute some different op, uh, obstacles that we have to find solutions to but um, yeah, like I said, you know, I I think they're the biggest reason that I've been able to continue playing volleyball for as long as I have been, um, and I know they'll continue to support me. So, um, about the other dads on the team, like it's super fun to have you know the dads, especially now that most of us have have two kids now. So it's you know definitely we're all kind of <laughs> in the same boat. We understand like it's, it's a lot of work. But at the same time, we, would, we wouldn't trade it for anything we would. So, um, you just kind of see all the, we have a bunch of kids. We have like, so Amelie, my youngest, is the same age as all their oldest. So they're all like three and a half, four range yeah. right now. And so it's fun just to like watch them all kind of go through all the milestones together. Um, all of them starting, you know, preschool together around this time you know, just the different crazy thing that kids do all the time so it's fun to kind of have that um i want to say unity but kind of have that that same path to go together and obviously we all have to do it differently but um you know we, we do have a, a shared understanding of you know like we were, we're exhausted when we go home you know we, we work hard we train hard but we do have another responsibility at home and as much as we love it it's, sometimes they do drive us crazy too <laughs> it's, it's, it's fun 
So, so speaking of at home, you know, when you're able to, you know, kind of unplug from volleyball, you have some time off. What are some things you like to do with, you know, as a family? Oh man, I wish I knew the answer to that question. I never have any time off. <laughs> uh, um, well, kids have different interests. Um, my son is very creative, very artsy. So he loves his Lego. He's super superheroes right now. So he like come up with his own superheroes. Um, he has golden crystal people. They all have special powers. There's like 100 plus people. And comes up with those superpowers, comes up with their design, what they look like. So I, I love watching him. That's awesome. Super creative. Yeah, he's super creative. My wife and I are both athletes. We always joke before we had kids, like when we get a super artsy kid, and he's 100% that. <laughs> and stuff. So, um, so that's been fun to watch. And then Amelie, I've just been fun to watch her grow. She's definitely a girl, um, but she and her brother both love to read. So that's kind of just the relaxing thing. I appreciate that. It allows me to sit down and recover when I'm tired. But, um, but yeah. What about personal? Like if you're if you're maybe traveling without your family. Um, you get a day off, no volleyball. What What are you doing first? You're reading a book. You, you know, taking a nap, what, what, watching Netflix. What are you doing? Um, ideally, we would go to the beach or the pool. Kids both love water, they both fish. Um, so that would, that would probably be fun. Spend the first half of the day, get in the sun, get in the water, enjoy that. And then, yeah, come back for life in the afternoon have a good dinner we all, we all enjoy food so enjoy the family around the table get some books and it's a, it's a fun super fun day we'll watch a movie gotta get a pixar movie a disney movie in there yep yep just relax but um but yeah we're, we're, we're busy we're a busy clan so we don't get too much time <laughs> in front of the tv but like, mm. we do enjoy we do enjoy being active together Kind of going, um, switching topics here a little bit. Wanted to, wanted to talk to you about the boys and men's volleyball, the game, uh, boys and men's game side of volleyball in the U.S. In the U.S. specifically, it's grown a lot, uh, especially since you know you started begin, uh, playing volleyball, and even since playing in college for you, it's grown a lot. But what are what are some ways, in your opinion, that we can continue to grow? the boys and men side of the game? Um, I think the biggest thing is just awareness. You know, I think there's so many people, maybe outside of California, but um, they just don't know that volleyball is a men's game too. You know, volleyball is a boys game. I think, um, obviously we have our big boys in the US. We have football and baseball and basketball. Um, and obviously soccer, I think, very, very popular at the youth level. But I think, um, and, and volleyball stuff too. If my son doesn't get into it really right now, um, I just think when you're so young, it's, it's a difficult game to play because you have to have uh, a certain level of technique and you have to have a certain level of power, like strength, to be able to you know, keep the ball in the air, to be able to control it, to be able to redirect it to your teammate. Um, I don't know that there's a way to kind of break that down for, for young, young kids. And so... I think, you know, it's kind of a game that just waits, and especially on the men's side, because it's, it's such a powerful game, like kind of waits until you develop a little bit more. Um, 
So I'd, I'd love to see it in like the junior high level. I think that's kind of around the age when you can really start to control the ball and you can start to jump and set spike and put things together. But um, yeah, I think it's just the general awareness of the game and, uh, and uh, availability. You know, I don't think, you know, obviously there's basketball courts everywhere. You know, you need an open field to play soccer or football. But uh, volleyball nets are a little more hard to come by. Do you have any words of advice to, you know, uh, you know, young kid, young boy who, you know, may have heard about volleyball and is kind of second guessing whether or not they should come out and try the sport or, you know, just take that leap of faith into a whole new world? Because like you said, volleyball is very, very technical. Yeah, I mean, I think the... You know, I think you want to it's kind of like golf it's like you have those moments like you have those moments where everything just lines up and you can see like everything unfold and just I think that's kind of what what hooks me and you know um, but like golf I think you have to also remember in golf like you shank ball all the time you know and spram everywhere and you do the same with volleyball you know like you think everything's perfect you have everything going through your mind and it just doesn't end up like it but you just start making micro adjustments and you start um, and you start seeing like what works and what doesn't work and I think the game is all about like adapting and learning and especially when you're young like the learning curve is so fast so steep that I think you can you make a lot of improvement if you stick with it for a little bit um, I think especially at the young level you gotta try you know like try so many different positions you know you don't need to get locked into a passer or a middle blocker or setter at a young age I think it's super beneficial I think it's so much more fun when you can learn how to play the whole game you can learn how to apply what I learned as a passer to what I can do as a middle blocker and it's the more you can, you can realize like how many different ways you can impact the game, um, no matter where, where you're at, what position you're on the court. Uh, we're kind of getting at the end here, David, but really quick before we let you go, wanted to ask you uh, with the world championship, world championships coming up, uh, you and the men's team are training right now, getting ready for that event uh, that will be live on volleyballworld.tv. Why should people tune in to check out the men's team play? I think the level of volleyball right now on the international level is probably the best I've ever seen it. Um, in my career so I think it's going to be a ton of good matches um, it's going to be a lot more exciting format this year too once you get out of full play the single elimination I know in years past um, kind of been confusing because there's like a full play and then another full play and it was, just, it was kind of weird you know until I got to the you know quarterfinal but I think here's like you have three matches in pool get out of pool and it's the single elimination starts like speed 16 basically and you go from there so I think the volleyball is going to be super high. Um, FIVB has done a great job of kind of spacing out the game. So I think it's going to be the best player on the court every match. Every match matters. And, uh, it's going to be fun. Obviously, here in Poland, uh, the crowd is going to be out of control, as they always are. So it's, it's going to be a fun tournament, and um, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to check it out, too, especially after y'all's BNL performance. So you guys are playing yeah. really well. Like you mentioned, there's some new guys on the team, new blood, and they're playing well, as uh, too. So excited to watch you guys continue to to 
learn each other's game and get better. It's going to be fun. I appreciate that. Uh, is there anything else before we let you go? Anything else you'd like to talk about or share? Uh, not really. I think that's good. Awesome. Yeah. Do you have any social media you want to plug? You know, where can people follow you? Kind of follow along your, you know, life, volleyball, personal, all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, I got, I got Instagram, uh, David M. Smith fifteen. Um, I post maybe post a little more regularly, but yeah, I'll be, I'll be posting some snaps from the tournament here. I know Eric Soji does a fantastic job of, um, you know, posting probably a little more up to date stuff. And he's done a whole bunch of videos. They've got a couple of our training kind of leading up to here. So I think, yeah, there's, there's content out there. I think Eric does a great job of doing that for, for our team and, um, even, even when he's playing his club team. So, um, yeah, I think, I think those are two places that I would probably get the best stuff. And then obviously, like you said, Volleyball World is going to be broadcasting all the games. So you get a little subscription. I don't think it's too much at all, actually. Follow all the games, not just our game, but uh, all what, 2014 that I'll be playing over the next couple of weeks. Awesome. Well, th David, thank you so much again for taking the time to sit down with us, uh, especially out of your busy schedule there, gearing up for World Championships. Uh, thanks for inviting me to the podcast, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Of course. Thank you, David. Well, I'm sure we'll talk soon. So cool. His son speaks fluent Polish. That's just, that's awesome. <laughs> we, when he said that, he was like, yep, yeah, go to your teacher. I can't, I can't help you. I know. I was like, that's the perfect out to... Yeah. Like, sorry, son. I can't help you with your homework. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And he's the he's like their official family translator too. whenever they're walking around town or That's so cool. grocery stores, whatever. Like that's that's awesome. Uh huh. And oh, cool wow. that he gets that experience, too. Like he uh, David mentioned, he's in school half of the year in the U.S. Then he goes over to Poland. Um, but it's, it's awesome that his family gets to travel with him uh, while he plays overseas, too. That's I know. Not a lot of people get that uh, benefit um, or not able to do it, you know, with jobs and, and schools and stuff like that. So awesome that David gets that gets to have that. I'm sure that helps him. I know. I wonder how many like cool and like surprising reactions they get. Like, you know, say they're out in public and, you know, somebody, you know, starts the conversation and, you know, son starts to translate. I wonder like yeah. how people's faces light up and they're like, oh, wow, it's like so cool. I know, you know like yeah. I wonder how, how often that happens, but super cool, super cool experience. I feel like we get to talk about that like all for the rest mm -hmm. of. Yeah, we know, might need a maybe a separate there. episode where we like bring on a few uh, of our national team athletes who play overseas and talk about just their families. Uh, mm -hmm. And stuff like that, speaking, speaking the language. Yeah. But I mean, just kind of moving forward ahead, uh, you know, back to talking about VNL. Um, that was mm -hmm. a huge morale booster for, you know, the men's national team. Uh, not an easy tournament at all. Just so many nations, so many amazing, talented players across, you know, yeah. uh, all, all over the world, which is just insane. Uh, and, you know, and on top of that, they had to go through Brazil and Poland in the final round. Um, and they fought really hard in the finals. But, you know, they fell to France, uh, you know, out of five, uh, losing, you know, three out of those five sets, but like, you know, so many new guys stepping up as, as David mentioned, and, you know, younger guys getting more experience and confidence and, you know, just really finding their niche, finding their roles uh, in that moment. And I'm so, so excited to see how that translates over into worlds. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That BNL tournament, not an easy one uh, to medal in, like you mentioned. And even in that final match, they were down two sets mm-hmm. uh, and fought back uh, to make that a make that an exciting match. I think the last set um, was 15-10. But uh, yeah, it was still new, very close. Yeah. No, it was a great match. Um I remember a lot of blocking in that match for oh, yeah. watching that. So that was fun to watch. David very much a part of that uh, as he was named best blocker in that tournament uh, mm-hmm. for the BNL Dream Team, which is crazy. He mentioned uh, he doesn't get a lot of individual awards, which, you know, he's the men's national team program has had a lot of great medals during his tenure. Uh, Max Holt, David Lee. Um, so surprising but not surprising uh that's that that team was stacked for for a lot of years Mm -hmm. um but awesome that he was able to get that recognition because much deserved uh uh, to get that recognition uh, for sure um go ahead go ahead i was just gonna say just you know recognition of talent and just overall um really really good just conversation about growing the game. And I think, you know, what you acknowledged of just how strong our middles have been throughout this whole, uh, throughout, you know, the years of the men's national team and, you know, what our youth teams look like and, you know, where is this talent coming from and, you know, how can we continue to grow the game and, you know, what his, his comments on that and, you know, how, you know, we just need to continue to do our part and, you know, raise awareness and just kind of go out there and, and just, just, just do it. You know, I, I hate to, you know, bring the catchphrase in, into that thing, too. But that's just that's just basically it. You know, once you, you know, see it, once you have that urge to try the sport, once you have that urge to learn and once you get that first kill, once you get that first dig or that first block, um, that's when the addiction to volleyball really comes to. Because it's, like you said, it's a very complicated and technical sport. So once you start to really nail down the fundamentals and, you know, the why behind it and those technical aspects of the game it's addicting for sure yeah i loved uh when he touched on that too and because it's it's so true mm-hmm. uh, i i think i've talked about it a few times on the show i just walked in the gym and that was enough <laughs> yeah <laughs> to get addicted just to see the talent in the gym and just i never seen boys men's volleyball before but yeah bring awareness to the game uh if you're you know, you play in high school volleyball or, you know, school volleyball and your your school has a boys team. Go support them. Go check Take them advantage out. Go, of it. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Go watch them. Um, help them out. Get involved. Uh, teach them, um, you know, different skills, techniques, whatever. Um, get involved. And then when when men's volleyball professional volleyball is on tv or uh streaming like on volleyballworld.tv take advantage of that too and and check it out um if you've never watched it before your eyes are going to be wide open because it's it's incredible and fast uh and it's just fun to watch especially our u.s men's team Mm -hmm. you were just talking about how like you know you walked in the gym and it was enough for you and i just remembered like my first time trying to approach and i just totally missed a ball (laughs) and i was so mad i was like Oh, I know I could hit this down. And then my first kill actually was, was with my left hand and I'm right handed. So it just kind of goes to show how about that. And then from there, it's just, yeah, middle. Yeah. Move right I remember my I remember my first dig and just that feeling. I was like, 
Whoa. What did I just do? (laughs) How did that happen? (laughs) Uh, But that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you again to David for sitting down with us, uh, especially ahead of the world championships. I know uh, it's a busy schedule. They've been, they've already been traveling uh, all over Europe, uh, training and preparing for the world championships. uh, And and they're in the middle of it right now. Um, Listeners, if you have more questions for David, you can reach out on social media at David M. Smith, 15, or follow the U.S. Men's National Team Instagram at USABMNT. Now, on to upcoming events. The 2022 FISU World University Championship Beach Volleyball in Maceo, Brazil, September 6th through the 10th. The 2022 USA Volleyball Men's Beach Collegiate Challenge at Stevenson University in Owings Mills, Owings Mills, Maryland, September 9th through the 11th. The 2022 Beach Paravalli Training Camp in Tavares, Florida, September 9th through the 10th. The 2022 FIVB U19 Beach World Championship in Izmir, Turkey, September 14th through the 18th. Good luck to everyone competing. More details and all upcoming events can be found at usavolleyball.org. On to the pro side of things, reminder, the U.S. men's national team is co- currently competing in the 2022 FIVB Men's World Championship in Katowice, Poland. Stay tuned to usavolleyball.org and USA Volleyball social media for updates. You can watch live on volleyballworld.tv. The 2022 Beach Pro Tour Futures Warsaw in Warsaw, Poland, September 1 through the 4th. Man, abrupt end there. That's the end of the <laughs> upcoming events. I wasn't expecting it to end there. <laughs> Usually, I'll just about say like three yeah, more. I know. I'll just say good luck to everyone competing in that and those events. Uh, and you can find out more at usavolleyball.org and follow us on social media at USA Volleyball. <laughs> I think that was the best ending ever. <laughs> just a reminder, listeners, you guys can rate, review, share this with podcast with your friends, family, cousins, teammates, um, any literally anybody you think would benefit from the USA Volleyball Show. It really helps this podcast grow, reach new listeners. And, you know, like we always mention every episode, we see the support come in every single episode. It comes through, you know, with downloads, with, you know, comments, with rates and reviews. And we really, really, really do appreciate it. And you also remember, you guys can chat with us. You can reach out to us, uh, you know, whether it's online or via email. Um, you can talk about a club that you want to see featured. You can, again, talk about an athlete you want us to feature or highlight or any sort of topic that you want us to hear about or just leave us general feedback on that email. is going to be the USAV show at usav.org um again just reach out reach out to us about anything anything you want to hear about we will do our best to get it on this podcast uh, just a reminder podcast episodes drop every other wednesday like this wednesday here and until next time we'll see you all later thank you all for listening to the usa volleyball show we are the official podcast of usa volleyball this has been the usa volleyball show with clarence hughes and stephen munson Produced by Curtis Ward. Our content producer is Lara Fawcett. Our marketing lead is Bree Jaycox. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to rate and review. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the USA Volleyball Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.